What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Course Creators Academy podcast. This is your host, Pua, and I'm super pumped to be with you, to be here with you guys today. So today we're going to talk about something that keeps a lot of entrepreneurs and course creators super, super stuck. And this is the simple yet very complex conundrum of where do we start? So this is, uh, it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter if you're a brand new entrepreneur. It doesn't matter if you've been creating digital products or even physical products for many years now. Every single time we create something new, we launch something new, there are tons and tons of things that we need to create in order to bring that thing from concept to the market. And it's it's helpful to have a checklist of all the things that we need um, and a little bit of background on this. So we build our, our company, Puolana Digital Design. One of our uh, signature services is all-inclusive website, online course, membership site uh, packages and we build primarily on the Kajabi platform, which is, in my opinion, the best online course platform in existence. It is an all-in-one platform that allows you to have your course or your membership site, your website, your CRM, your email manager, all in one. They just launched a fabulous coaching platform that you can also host your podcast on Kajabi, which is where I host my podcast. Um, and there's so much more that, that you can really utilize that platform for as an entrepreneur in the course creation space. So our clients will often come to us and they will say, oh, um, this is, let's say they need a, they're, they're launching a course and they're like, okay, can you help me build my course? Um, and then I probably need like a sales page. Um, and that's it. So in the client's mind, we are going to be creating a course, like designing the back end of their course. So usually that looks like we make sure that the course back end is consistent with their branding um, and that it's functional and automations are all set up. And then we build them a landing page so that people can buy the course. And in their minds, there are two deliverables. In our minds, uh, and now in our systems, <laughs> because when that used to just live in our heads, things got real chaotic real quick. Um, but we have a checklist of deliverables that come with a sales page and an online course. It is never just those two things. For example, even if... so. <clears throat> Let's say the sales page is connected to a website that already exists uh, and the website was created by the client. So if they're coming to us and they're just paying us to do the sales page, great, that's that's fine. So we're going to create this page, but we also need to create the uh, next step, which is usually the checkout page. So we'll then add that to the list of deliverables, right? Sales page, checkout page. On the sales page, do you want to have an exit pop-up? Do you want to have a uh, two-step opt-in pop-up? Do you want to offer a free download? So that could potentially be two to three additional deliverables. Once people get to that checkout page, do you want people to receive a cart abandonment email if they decide to close out the window? Do you want to offer an upsell? Do we need to do a thank you page? Yes. 
do you want to do a follow-up email sequence that's automated based on what they purchased? Do you need to create an automation based on the course content that you're delivering? So what started out as two deliverables is now easily 10 deliverables. And this is like, that. that's just a small example of all the things we may need to do to get a course from concept to market. Most of us have a website. Most of us have an email list. Most of us have, we'll need to put together a promotion strategy, um, et cetera, et cetera. In addition to the course content that we are creating and recording and editing and building in. And um, so it, it can very quickly become a big overwhelming beast that shuts us down and makes us feel like, okay, well, I have no idea where to start. So I'm... I don't know. I'm just I'm just going to cry. <laughs> and so oftentimes these amazing ideas, these incredible life-changing courses never get created because of this overwhelm. So today, if you are in a place where you are um, sort of brainstorming what this could look like and you're in the space that I just described, this episode is for you. So, let's really let's let's take uh, inventory now of what it is that you want to create, right? And and what what is that course? If you haven't really fleshed this out, perfect. That's exactly where I want you to be. I need you to have an idea. I need you to have uh, a realm of expertise where you are confident that you know you you have the experience, the expertise, the training, the knowledge to deliver a very, very transformative results-based course, but it's not created yet, okay? So what we are going to do, what I'm going to advise you to do is sell your course before you create it. And this is called proof of concept. So what you need to do is have a good enough idea of what it is that you're going to deliver. And it's not the course itself. You don't need to know the modules or the lessons or the the exact content of the course, but you need to know what the transformation is. What is the result that you provide? What result will you deliver to the people who purchase this course? And if you need to, you can pause this anytime start taking some notes, just start brainstorming what that transformation is. You do, you also, you, like, let's start now. Let's start thinking about who is looking for this? Who is your ideal target audience? What challenges are they currently experiencing? What pains are they currently experiencing? A lot of people refer to this as their pain points. Um, you know, where, why are they looking for you? Why are they seeking this solution? So you are selling the solution to this audience, to this target market. Okay, so we want to start thinking about this in terms of the language that they're using, what they might be Googling. Um, And this doesn't necessarily have to describe your product. Okay, you're describing what what, what that transformation is for them. For example, Let's say you provide um, fitness and nutrition coaching for people who are looking to get healthy and lose weight. So somebody comes to you and they're like, oh, cool. Um, I'm, I'm kind of interested in this. And you're like, okay, cool. So, you know, what, do you, what are you hoping to achieve? What are your goals? What do you want? 
and they say, I want to lose five pounds and I just can't. I've tried. I've, I've already lost 10 pounds. My goal was to lose 15 pounds and I just can't lose that last five. And I'm, I just saw your website. I heard about you from my friend and I'm hoping you can help me. So you know that they want to lose five pounds. But what you also know in your program, in your experience, in your expertise, with the knowledge that you have, you have tools. You know, you, 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 can, you can guess maybe what's going on with them or you have the tools to uh, figure out why they may be stuck, why they may have plateaued in this space and what's stopping them. But they don't want to know that right now. Like what they don't want to hear from you is, um, well, yeah, so uh, I think I think what you can do is let's really take a good look at your stress levels and your sleep uh, quality and um, maybe, you know, what 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 you're you're eating we're gonna do a, a, an eating log um and uh we're gonna we're gonna work out maybe 20 to 45 minutes a day uh we're gonna incorporate some stretching and mobility like they don't want a laundry list of everything that you're gonna give them when they say i want to lose five pounds can you help me they want to hear you say a confident yes i can Right. And you don't have to promise they, they'll lose the five pounds. Right. Because that depends on their their actions, their buy in, their um, uh, adherence to the program. And, and, you know, there are factors. So you're not promising them this result. But you're saying based on my expertise, I've worked with clients like you and we've achieved a similar result to what you're looking for. And, and basically it's like, do you trust me to join me and let me guide you? to the result you desire. So that is a question that has to be asked on your website and they say yes by clicking to your purchase page. Okay? All of this can happen without the course being created. Again, you just need to be confident in your ability to deliver the result that they desire. There's a a saying that goes around in this space called sell it's not called this but uh it's something like sell people what they want and give them what they need right they're gonna buy the result that they want and you're actually gonna provide them with the framework that they don't really know they need but you know will help to get them to that result okay enough of that so let's talk a little bit about what like pre-selling right this this sounds a little bit a little bit odd to some of us what are the benefits so let's say now you've you've pre-sold, you've successfully pre-sold your course. And we have a lot of clients who provide sequential e-learning experiences, which is like, you know, if you have an eight-week online course, a lot of times you'll want to sort of drip the content out weekly. So you provide fi- foundational content in week one. So you, you just let them see week one and they do all of the week one exercises they have a whole week to go through it, uh, do do whatever they need to do to master week one, and then in seven days, they get access to week two, et cetera, et cetera. One of the coolest ways to hold yourself accountable to create the content <clears throat> in your course is to sell the course once you've created like the first two, two or three weeks of content. So you got that loaded up in your system and you've set them to drip weekly 
So you have three weeks in there and you start to sell. So people are in week one while you are now creating content for week four. And if you don't keep up with that weekly creation schedule, they are quickly going to catch up to you and all of a sudden you're going to have students in an incomplete course. If you keep up with it, if you create each week as, as they're going through it, you'll be done with the course by the time they get through it. Does this make sense? I know you can't answer me. I don't know why I asked that. <laughs> but I, I really love that method for creating accountability for yourself to continue with that course creation, course content creation. The second really cool thing about pre-selling, and this one is somewhat dependent on you having a, a community aspect to your course. So let's say everybody that purchases your course also gets access to a closed Facebook group or a, a circle community or a Slack community. What you get to do then is ask this audience what they're struggling with. What are they hoping to get out of this experience? What do they want to learn? Because a lot of times when we are experts in our field, we think we know everything. We think we know what people want to learn. We think we know what they're struggling with. We think we have the best solution. And maybe we do. But that solution won't be, it won't sink in unless we speak the language of our audience. So like if, take the, take the fitness example again, right? So maybe we put together a course and it's all about how nutrition is great for um, making sure that you are able to live a healthy lifestyle and lose weight. So uh, you have like three weeks on nutrition and you find out that this particular group that has come through is actually pretty dialed in on their nutrition. And what they're really lacking is a basic understanding of um, recovery, let's say. And you maybe you weren't planning on talking about recovery a whole lot, but these people in particular are just working out every single day and they're working themselves you're just super sore and they never, ever, ever let themselves recover. And so their body can't focus on you know, properly creating muscle, you know, whatever. I'm not here to teach you about fitness. Um, so you'll want to then add more focus on recovery and mobility than you originally were planning on doing, which is something that you would not know to do had you not asked this group of people what it is that they want to focus on. So it's really, really powerful to create an audience that you can then gather data from. Another benefit to pre-selling is you have a little bit of extra cash as you create. So course creation, I mean, that's no small thing. You are spending time putting this thing together that down the line will buy, like it'll, it'll give time back to you, right? If you're doing just a course that has no live component, once it's created, it's out there and you're selling it and people are going through it, they're transforming, and it doesn't take a whole lot of time and effort from you once you've created it. But the creation process can take extra time and energy. So it's it really is nice to fund your efforts a little bit. You may have to step back from some of the things, some of the income generating activities that you have been doing to create the time and the space to, to do this course. Or you know, you may be getting up at four in the morning or, or recording at 10 or 11 at night just to get it done. So, you know, that that extra income as you're creating is it's really nice to have. So once you have put this this concept 
on paper and you're you're really getting comfortable with the idea of pre-selling for for proof of concept think about of all the things that you need to create maybe you don't even have a website yet right so let's add that to the list you need a website you need um uh, a place for people to purchase the course right then you need to start creating all the course content eventually or getting started with that um and, and the list can go on and on and on and start to get very overwhelming but once you've decided to pre-sell the one thing that you need is a place for people to buy it right and this there is a lot that goes into this we need to have you know create a space that has um, captivating authentic conversion based copy we need to have great images some, maybe some video um, and so we'll talk about that on another episode but the place that I recommend that you start if you have no idea where to start with any of this is your sales page and I will say this comes with a purchase or a checkout page and a thank you page at the very least this is like a three-step funnel, right? Sales page, purchase page, thank you page. And these don't have to be really, really intense. The thing about, and let, let's just talk about the sales page here because the purchase page, this is just where people are going to buy. So let's say maybe we, it's like a PayPal button and it when they click on it, it takes them to PayPal and they purchase the course, right? Like it, it depends on what, resources and tools and platforms you have at your disposal so take take an assessment of what that is and figure out what this looks like for you um, and then the thank you page can be very simple it's really like thank you and what is the next step for me do we do they log into a portal do they say do you say more information coming soon like what does this look like um, again we can talk about that in in other episodes but we're really focusing on the sales page here because this is the page that is really going to um, drive conversion to your pre-sales and you know I, I would recommend using this page and just updating it once the course is up and running to actually sell the course itself so this is going to be worth putting a little bit of time and, and mental energy towards and one concept that I want you to really internalize when you start to think about the content of your sales page is and write this down, you're going to write the number three and then the number 30 and then the number three. So I often will present this as, it looks like time when I present it. It's three colon 30 colon three. And this is a really fun exercise if you've ever come to any of our events or or, or talks. Um, we'll bring it up on, on a slide and I'll it'll just be the numbers and I'll say like, you know, what is this, what do these numbers mean to you? And usually people will pick up on the fact that it's time. So they'll say, oh, uh, three hours and 30 minutes and three days. So people will guess all sorts of combinations of time. But truly what this means is you have three seconds to capture someone's attention. This is true on a website. This is true on social media. This is true on billboards. This is true on, in radio commercials three seconds people have so they're so distracted these days that that's probably a stretch honestly so you have three seconds to capture someone's attention you have 30 seconds to engage them so if you successfully capture their attention 
give yourself no more than 30 seconds to keep them where they're at, right? This is either stopping their scroll on social media. This is uh, them scrolling down the page beyond that above the fold hero section of a website. Uh, this is right. This you've you've captured their attention, and they're like, "Okay, show me what you got." If they are a cold audience, you have th- about three minutes to gain their trust and convert them. This is not necessarily a really easy thing for a lot of people to do. Is as like converting cold traffic, but it it's completely doable. And one of the the best strategies around this is just showing up authentically, right? Use other people's websites or courses or or, um, programs to inspire your own content. Um, You know, it's, it's totally fine to find people in your industry that you look up to, that you uh, admire and to sort of mimic what they have. But it's so crucial that your voice comes through, that you have, you know, images or photos of you providing your service, people enjoying your product or service, um, testimonials that are real and authentic. And I just saw something today. Somebody posted somewhere in a in a Facebook group that I'm in about the laws around testimonials on your websites. So if you think about it, right? Like what do you, which testimonials are you inspired to put on your website? Is it, is it the best, the best of the best? Like the people that are just raving about you? Are they the, you know, your average client? They're super stoked. Maybe they're not like so eloquent with their words or maybe they didn't get the the top, top results, but they're pretty, they're pretty happy. Or is it the people that are complaining about something? I'm hoping you're not going to choose that last group, but most people are choosing the like top 10 or 1% like amazing transformations and results. And that actually is not uh, legally sound. So what you want to do is showcase the average result that your clients are getting. And if you are providing a phenomenal service, then most likely your, your results are all really, hopefully most of them are really great. And so you don't really have to think too hard about this. Um, and it's, it's really the people who are maybe not providing a great service where a, a, a five-star testimonial is a little bit more rare. Um, and so they're putting those on the front page of their site. And yeah, it's, you, you can sort of feel like the moral dilemma around this. So just, just so that you're aware of that. But anyway, um, yeah, testimonials are powerful for conversion, for um, gaining trust. Video, having video on your sales page is really, really impactful. Um, whether it's you talking, it's you interviewing your clients, it's you um, showcasing your product or service. You know, a lot of, think about Amazon, right? When you read Amazon reviews and you sort of look through the the different photos of the products you're going to uh, you're going to purchase, there sometimes is a video at the end of the, the product images and watching that video can be really, really uh, persuasive, right? You're like, oh, this looks kind of cool. These are nice pictures. Ooh, that video. Now I really want this. So think about that when you're putting your sales page together. And this is the last thing we'll talk about today, but the layout of your sales page. 
So we'll walk you, I'll walk you through this real quick. Oftentimes on a landing page or website, the top section above the fold, which is a common phrase for just describing that first section that you see when you open a website and think about it like a newspaper, right? If you're picking up a newspaper, the first thing that you see is that is that very first headline above the fold when you open the paper. Anything below the fold is what you're, you're only going to see once you open that newspaper. So that hero section is the first thing that people see. And that's your three seconds. So you want to capture their attention there powerfully. So usually this will be, I, I love the story brand framework from Donald Miller and he shares a lot about um, you want to use images and video of your ideal client audience or your ideal target audience. Um, And in that top section, you kind of want to show them transformed or experiencing the transformation, right? That's not necessarily where we want to show them uh, in their, their place of pain or challenge. So, you know, if you are, let's say a um, marriage counselor, you want to show happy couples Um, or again, if you are in the fitness space, you want to show people who are looking like really healthy and fit and happy smiles on their faces, hanging out, running with their families or, you know, whatever that looks like for you. Um, so, and then the text in this section, we want that to be what's often referred to as your value proposition statement. So, you know, um, transforming lives of women in their 30s to be healthy, happy, and uh, successful. I don't know. I just made that up. That's not even really that good. But, um, you know, it, it. you want it to clearly describe the service that you offer so people know exactly why they're there and exactly what you do, what the transformation is that you provide. And you can give more details later down the page, but you want this to be an instant understanding of what you do and how you can help them. Because if they're not a good fit for you, they also need to have, they don't want to waste, you don't want to waste their time on your site. And they're not going to want to waste their time on your site. So this is a great filter and it's also, you know, connecting with your, your ideal target audience right away. So if you are, if you have a captivating and descriptive and like accurate value proposition statement right there, in those three seconds, you got them. And then we can scroll down and start to engage them in those next 30 seconds. And if they need it, that additional three minutes to gain their trust and convert them. So we can talk about the other, you know, that that 30 seconds and those three minutes on, a, on another episode. But I do want to just give you a little bit of uh, just a little something to get started um, actually I'll, I'll share a little bit more now. So as we move down the page, cause this really doesn't have to be very complicated. So let's build the whole sales page today as you move down the page, right? So we've seen, we've captured their attention with pictures and video of themselves, seeing themselves in the people that you're using in these images and videos transformed. So they're like, oh man, that looks like exactly what I wish that I was doing with my life, or that's exactly how I hope to be feeling. We're then going to scroll down and we are going to deliver, perhaps it's our mission statement and, or it is already connecting with the pain points or the problems or the challenges that your ideal clients are experiencing. 
This can be a, in text form. We can also use images, right? If, if you provide, uh, let's say you provide productivity or business coaching and you show pictures of people looking frustrated with their tech, uh, like they're like, they have their head down in front of their computer and their head, their hands are like on their eyes and they look really sad. Um, so we want to start to sort of tease out those pain points and, and just sort of probe them a little bit. We're going to, that that's going to help to further identify our client, our ideal target audience, right? Do you struggle with these things and you want them to say yes? Oh my gosh. Yes, I do. And the important part here is you want to use the same language they are using. So again, the fitness example, you're not going to say, do you want to lower your BMI? Do you, do you want to get your heart rate in a range in, in this range, right? People may not even know what these things mean because you, they, they don't live in the fitness industry. They're just humans who want to get healthy. So we're asking, you know, do you feel like you have, that you never have enough energy to play with your kids? Do you feel like you can't focus at work? Do you feel like, are you tired of huffing and puffing when you walk up the stairs to your office, right? So you want to connect with them on their level. And the best way to find what language people are using is to go into, you know, forums, Facebook groups, look at reviews online and see, you know, what, let's say again, I'm just going to keep using the fitness thing because it's pretty relatable. So maybe there is a product that people are buying on Amazon that is common for those who are trying to lose weight. So look for those products and go to the reviews and see what keywords people are using. This is going to help you with SEO, which is search engine optimization on your site, because you're going to have keywords that people are Googling when they're searching for the solutions that you offer. So that's going to be your, your problem section where you identify that target audience once again. We then want to talk about the solution and we want to talk about the benefits of your solution, not the features of your product. I'll say that again. Let's talk about the benefits of your solution, the transformation, the results, not the features. I learned this from Emily Gleason. She is a copywriter that we work with. Um, and she, in a summit recently, identified the difference between benefits and features. And what we so often do is we laundry list the features of our products, our courses, our memberships, because we're so proud that we put this together and we we know that this is so valuable and here's all the things that you're going to get. And, and honestly, you guys, people don't care. They don't care what all of these things that they're going to get, like all of these features and how hard you work to put this together and, and, um, all the, all the time and, and energy and, and things that you thought to include for them. All they care about is, can you change their life? Can you make their life easier? Can you solve their problem? So we want to share benefits. We want to share results. We want to share, share transformation here. Think about again, testimonials that you can include on this page. Think about any video content that you can include. What do you already have? What could you create that would help to really um, gain, like, uh, build trust around you, around your expertise, your knowledge, your services, your solutions? And finally, what is your call to action? Is the call to action to join a waitlist? Is it to 
pre-purchase a course? Is it to purchase an existing course? Do they book a call with you? Could they book a call with you? Are there more than one calls to action here? So I think it's it's super crucial to think about what what it is, like what, what's the end result? What is the destination that people are trying to find through looking at your website? Um, or your landing page, or your sales page. So I will leave you with that. That was quite a bit. Um, I invite you to share what it is that you're working on. If you have any questions at all, please don't hesitate to reach out. Connect with me. My website is puolena.com. And we are working on coursecreators.academy as a website for this podcast in particular. So keep an eye out for that. Let us know what you're working on, how we can support you. And I cannot wait to chat with you again in a future episode. Until then, keep crushing.